Okay, so I'm going to try this again. So, and I've tried this now quite a few times. Uh, it's kind of this is kind of like a documentary of my life, I guess. I mean, it's the fifth of August, two thousand eleven. I'm going to have to keep checking just to see if this actually is working because uh, I've had some problems in the past. I mean, I've had some real, real problems um, with these apps. And uh, I mean, when I say in the past, I mean in the last five minutes, uh, they've, they've not really been working for me. So I kind of. Um, I'm at the Thames Barrier. I mean, that's that's where I'm at, at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of cautious of putting this away from my phone, away from my ear, because, you know, it kind of keeps turning itself off. Or the audio recording. My phone, like, I'm going to hold it away from my face. Because um, I was before I was pretending to be on the phone, just so people wouldn't think I was crazy. Uh, and there's a guy looking at me now slightly like I'm crazy. But I've noticed that some people do talk into the phone, um... Even on the call, you know, they'll, they'll hold the phone away from their face when they actually make the phone call, uh, which I don't know what that's about. I mean, I, I don't really do that so much, but I mean, this thing is this thing is good actually. I'm enjoying this thing. So um, anyway, as I was saying, I've said it three times, but uh, you didn't hear it before. I mean, I'm at the Thames Barrier um, in South London in Charlton, and uh, it's kind of very desolate here. I mean, the sun's actually beginning to set, so I might actually go. I mean, I kind of I walked away from the Thames Barrier, but maybe I'll walk back. Um, Ah, so yeah, dead air. So I, I have a uh, a bike as well. I have a bike, so I'm on my bike, uh, bike at the moment. Um, I think, wow, I think the sun's beginning to set, and I can't actually see it. I mean, I'm sort of in a I'm next to a cash and carry, but I, the sun's definitely setting, uh, and I'm in a park. So I can't really. I'm not the best place to give you a description of the sun setting because it's kind of I'm surrounded by trees. So they're kind of blocking the view. Hopefully, I don't know how, how long. How long, does, how long do they last? And I'm kind of wearing bike shoes as well, so I'm trying to run while wearing bike shoes. I can see the, the setting. The sun is setting over a um, cash and carry in South London, where I sort of live. Um, but I, and it's kind of starting to rain as well, which is I love. You know, that's great because I'm, I'm outside in sportswear. So it's, I'm great. It's great that it's, it's raining, and I'm. Um, why am I here? I mean, what? You know, I ask myself that question a lot, both figuratively, <laughs> geographically. Why am I here? I'm actually. I mean, yeah, I'm here because I was slightly depressed because you know my ex-boyfriend left me, and uh, well, I left him, and then I regretted that, and I've had a, a hard time dealing with it over the last three months. Um, and it's really beginning to rain now. Um, so I came here because I was kind of feeling a bit of blue, and I thought, well, if I go somewhere kind of desolate make me feel much better um you know being alone i think that's people are so afraid of being alone uh that you know they kind of you know people need to learn how to live and be alone uh doesn't make a lot of sense but i mean i had a friend who i spoke to recently you know he he was so depressed because his boyfriend had left him and you know all this stuff had happened to him i mean he's a young guy but um he just got real kind of blue about it and uh you know, and it, it got me thinking. You know, we shouldn't. How our happiness perhaps shouldn't depend so much. I mean, it's, I know it's a kind of a, shouldn't depend so, so much on you know another human being or other human beings. Um, and for me, it, it never really did before. It didn't before. But something changed, and I think you know one thing as well that struck me about that is that it's so self-involved. You know, people. You know, people who, you know, like my friend, I sort of think, well, there's so much going on in the world, you know. 
you realise, I mean, like like I read in the paper recently, or I do, actually I read it online, but there's an article about how Google now is worth, you know, has a greater profit margin some com- uh, countries, rather. So they were saying that the profit is bigger than the American GDP, which seems like it couldn't be right to me. But uh, apparently it is. And uh, there's actually a beautiful sunset. I mean, as I say, it's kind of obscure, but it's still, I mean, it's so beautiful. I mean, I really am regretting not being somewhere better where I can see, see this. But at the same time, it's raining, so I don't really want to, you know, some kind of torn. I mean, that's me. I mean, in my life, I kind of feel torn between different things and you know I do think this kind of you know people being you know this like this my friend who said oppressed at the same time I do sort of think well you know you you have it kind of lucky and I think kind of by the same time I understand because you know capitalism encourages this anxiety I think you know everything is about anxiety uh, and everyone has anxiety I need to find a t- public toilet because um, I need to change. But everyone has this anxiety, you know, this massive, uh, massive anxiety, social anxiety, um, and I think it's kind of encouraged by capitalism. I think it really is because you know, um, people. I'm going to put some shorts now. I'm wearing cycling shorts, okay, and I'm wearing shoot cycling shoes. Because I'm so everything I put on these shorts, it's kind of not hard to hold a phone and put on shorts. Okay, so I'm doing that now. But uh, I'm by the road, but it's actually very quiet here, so no one can see me do this. And I look slightly less absurd when people can't see me wearing lycra, because lycra is, uh, you know, it's not. I mean, I actually find lycra to be very attractive, but, um, you know, people, maybe heterosexual men, I don't want to generalise, but people get very uh, heads up about this. So at work, you know, people would go mad if they saw me in Lycra. They'd say, oh, Nick, what are you doing? You know, what kind of joke are you pulling? But, you know, that's the kind of evolved beings that I surround myself with. Uh, so I'm by a road now. I don't know if you can hear that. It's really loud, actually. Now that I think about it, it's really loud. And I might actually... Part of me wants to go back. I mean, in, in so many ways, you know, back to another time, back to when I was in a relationship with a man that I loved, love, you know, back, I mean, just just back, really, um, there's lots of police passing me by as well, I mean, that's worrying, yeah, so, you know, so I kind of feel like everything is, I don't know what the levels are like on this, it's probably fucks, but, uh, yeah, deal with it, seriously, deal with it, uh, it's fine, wow, did you hear that? This is how people drive in London. I mean, it's seriously fucking absurd. That guy who just passed me was driving so fast. I mean, you could kill someone. Anyway. So I'm here because I'm feeling depressed. And I came back. And this is, I mean, this is where I grew up. In Woolwich, in, in Charlton. I mean, this is, you know. And I guess I came back here because I was kind of feeling depressed and low. And I needed something that reminded me of, you know, who I am and you know, my past and that sort of link that doesn't really exist anymore since my parents left and moved away. They've moved, they've moved to, you know, some god-awful place in the middle of god damn nowhere in, in sort of North England or somewhere. I, I don't really know. Uh, I'm going to sort of cycle that. Okay, so that noise you can hear is me 
attempting to cycle and hold a phone, which I'm doing uh, rather well. There's, this pavement is rather large. It's rather large. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed this is still recording, I think. So that's great. I'm up to eight minutes, wow. Yeah, anyway, so like I was saying, I was kind of feeling depressed uh, and sad and lonely and all those things. And oh, God, I'm actually clipped in now. Okay, that's what happens when you clip, wear clips, I guess. Anyway, so it's kind of raining as well, so I'm kind of getting very wet. Uh, maybe I should find somewhere that's dry. Fuck, it's actually really wet. Everyone's going inside because it's so wet. I'm outside a pub, you see. A pub. Sorry, I know this is dead air, but it's kind of like fucking raining, pouring rain, so, you know, you can deal with it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, sorry about that. Anyway, so I'm kind of like getting very wet right now, and my phone is kind of getting very wet, so which can't be good, I mean, you know, I'm not an expert, but uh, it can surely not be good. So... Well, okay, so I actually found somewhere. I found a dry spot next to the, uh, that's my bike that just fell over. I found a dry spot. Yeah, and I'm kind of in this industrial estate. Oh, and there's a rainbow. It's actually really beautiful. I mean, that's what I mean, you know, these places in London that no one would think to come are actually really beautiful and wet. <laughs> They're very wet. And there's a warning sign that there's CCTV. Uh, in the, the industrial state, out, which I'm outside, and I found some shelter, so that's that's good for me. I'm enjoying that shelter. <laughs> and there's a rainbow. Anyway, so I kind of came here because I was... Anyway, I realised the internet is all about self-obsession, and everyone's kind of talking about themselves, which is what I'm doing now. So I kind of find that a bit kind of tiresome as well. You know, because I think capitalism encourages... You know, encourages... So capitalism seems to me, I mean, globalization has kind of provided us with all of this stuff that's kind of unfulfilling, the sort of short term, that doesn't really meet our needs. Uh, and I think essentially that's, that's it. You know, like food, everything is fast food, McDonald's, you know, but it's not... Um, all this stuff that you can eat, but it's, you know, <coughs> sorry, it's cheap, it's nasty, it doesn't really, it feels immediate. So it feels, oh, this is actually a really good application, by the way, I don't know if you, I really recommend this, I don't know what's cool, but it's good. So yeah, I mean, capitalism encourages this thing that, um, whereby, you know, it fulfills our needs, but they're very, it's kind of very superficial, I mean, we give them food, but it's bad food, and it's cheap, it's nasty, it's quick, it's, you know, it feels like it lacks authenticity and I think now the search for authenticity is what sort of permeates sort of neo-capitalism it's, it's this kind of it's, wrecking, it's sort of it's kind of like a kind of um, sort of post fullest mentality that we have now you know we've had the factory line production we've had the Ford cards in, in one colour people now want 
niche. They want it's the, the, again, it's a search again for authenticity. It's a search for the rediscovery of meaning and truth, and a realization that you know capitalism has provided. What has capitalism provided us with? I mean, it's provided us with you know empty promises. You know, it's provided us with the promise of liberation in Russia and what have we seen there we've actually seen rising you know, child poverty it's it's made lots of promises that it's not fulfilled and you know in America you, you see the healthcare system there I mean that sort of everything this, again the suggestion that we run things on the basis of capitalism well that doesn't really meet the needs of many people so again you have a promise of freedom but the reality doesn't match up so I think now we're beginning to see a search for something more uh, and it's kind of being expressed in different ways so I was passing a restaurant recently in King Cross, and outside this restaurant they have this kind of sign that says, you know, real Mexican food. Real, you know, this kind of real Mexican food is what, is, was, was what the sign said, what it promised. Um, and that made me thinking, you know, this this whole thing about kind of real, the real and the, and the unreal. Again, the idea being that, well, you know, you've not had, or you're not having real food. This is real food. Real and unreal. It's kind of a strange conversation to be having because I'm um, I'm getting very wet and I can see a flashing blue light. I realise now I'm actually by a police station. Or it looks like a warehouse, but it's kind of like full of police fans. And one of them is flashing blue. <laughs> I think he's just parked. I don't know if that means that I'm about to be arrested. Let me just say this. I do think that the police are... Um, Agents of the state. I think that they're, uh, you know, they're. When it comes, you know, look at the miners' strike in '85. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, '86, I think it was. I don't know. End of the day, if they will, if they have to, they will for they will enforce the interests of capitalism. I mean, that's they represent uh, the state. And <coughs> anyway, people say, well, you know, it's not as simple as that. You know, they reflect a contradictory class position in that they're forced to do this, but at the same time they're dependent upon the, you know, they're forced to do terrible things. But they're dependent upon the, the, you know, the, the wage, and I kind of think, well, you know, to be honest, I mean, okay, so they represent a contra- contradictory p- position in capitalist society, but then we all do. I mean, that is the nature of capitalism: is that it inherit it embodies this contradict these contradictions. It doesn't necessarily extend from that that they can occupy a, a pr- progressive role, or that you know that, that we should sort of somehow try and reclaim them. You know, the police are. Um, are agents of the state, and I want that to be, you know, stated quite clearly, in my opinion. Um, and should I, you know, be arrested or you know die in mysterious circumstances, as many not many people do, you know, many people do get killed. Uh, you know, it should be by the police. It should be made clear. I mean, they're they're killers. They're you know they they are murderers. Um, um, they are. That's the role that they fulfil in capitalist society. Uh, I have no bones about that. That that's that's certain. Okay, so let's, it's kind of still raining here, and I'm I'm kind of hovering underneath a um, yeah I'm hovering underneath something, and I'm kind of so this is kind of a weird mix of the personal and political, and I think it's okay. The police car just has passed me, and it's got, got flashing blue lights, uh, so someone's probably just committed a crime, or alleged crime. Uh, I remember they were trying to steal bread so they could feed their family. <laughs> You know, and that's kind of another thing. I think capitalism embodies the kind of rank fucking hypocrisy that it, uh, rank fucking hypocrisy that it kind of arrests and goes to arrest those who, you know, claim benefits fraudulently while at the same time 
you know, maybe they're earning £200 cash in hand a week while claiming £50 or £60 on the dole. So maybe so that so you know on that basis they're stealing sixty pounds a week from the taxpayer, while at the same time men like Sir Philip Green or whatever his fucking name is, you know the owner of Top Man, is allowed to uh, you know to take huge amounts from uh, from the public purse. You know he's uh, he you know all these companies that kind of avoid paying corporation tax. No, they avoid paying any tax and they get away with it. And uh, you know, and what do you think that's costing the um, the taxpayer? I mean, that's that's real theft, not the kind of the you know the benefit thief, so-called thief. And you know, they have these shows on ITV like um, Angels and uh, what are they called? Like Angels and Villains or Scum and Villains, Scum and Angels, I think it was called, um, where they can't oppose the angelic volunteer. Or the angelic carer with the uh, the dull thief, or the the benefit cheat feeding his family of three, or six, or twelve, um, you know, and it's kind of like, well, you know, f- fuck you, really. I mean, it's kind of like again, it sort of reflects the way that media kind of is unimaginative and re- reinforces a dom- the dominant ideology. I mean, you know, it was Gramsci who talked about that. You know, he talked about the relationship between ideology and culture and you know the fact that and, and hegemony you know this whole idea that you know culture reinforces the dominant values of or media reinforces the dominant values of society it underlines you know the economic position of capitalism is reinforced at every stage within the cap within the media obviously for obvious reasons so and it's it's ideology is is kind of tinted with is kind of well not just tinted but runs through with that of uh, the interests of big business and so you can see that with um Murder Corp, you know, this whole News Corp's thing. I mean, the idea that the, this company is any worse or any, you know, any worse than any of those corporations, you know, the idea that the Mirror Group haven't been hacking phones is ridiculous, it's absurd. You know, and they're, they're all the same, they all represent the same interests, which are those of capitalism, they all represent the interests of big business. Um, you know, and it's not about bad businessmen or, or bad Rupert Murdoch, you are a bad man it's about the whole economic system so you know you can't say that uh, oh well we should just get rid of Rupert Murdoch because you know okay so there's you get rid of this Rupert Murdoch you think that will be the end of it I mean there'll be other ones you know uh, and they do the weird thing is they do this shit because of people buying these papers I mean we have to you know the left I mean I, don't get me wrong I mean I'm a you know I, I think I'm talking rather loudly I'm sorry if this blows the levels of, of the sound levels, I mean. <laughs> anyway, so I don't, I mean, I'm involved, I mean, I've been involved on the left, I've been kind of, uh, you know, a tr- oh, I am, I suppose I am, I don't know. Trotskyism is a kind of strange term. It kind of embodies so many different things, meanings to different people, depending on whether or not you're a Stalinist, or or even if you don't care, I mean, who was Trotsky? And that's, that would be a good, that's usually the name of a meeting that every left group holds. <laughs> I'm kind of holding the phone away from my face and someone else is coming down the road so it's kind of if I get uh, attacked I will uh, anyway it'll be fine they're not going to attack me I hope you can hear that I don't know if that was loud enough I don't really know how loud to talk on this thing it has a red bar that I can see anyway see I, I guess I mean, I've, I've been involved in Trotsky's politics so I've been involved in the left uh, uh, this area I don't know how safe it is okay so I'm <laughs> I don't know how safe I am right now. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I mean, it really is. You know, again, I think that's another thing about capitalism. It encourages this fear of other people. It encourages 
you know, people to uh, fear others. It divides, it divides people uh, on all bases, you know, sexuality, race, gender, ethnicity. It divides them because if they're divided, they can't fight together to destroy the system. So you've got that, you've got the divisions, and it keeps people in a state, a constant state of anxiety. So, again, you're worried about paying bills. If it's not the bills, it's, oh, what about this? What about my health? You know. So I'm, you know, you're obsessed about these things because it encourages this kind of anxiety state. You know, the constant need to consume. Consume more and more. We consume every... Have to consume everything. Everything has to be consumed. Um... And again, things aren't obviously things aren't made to last, so you have to re- reconsume them. Uh, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I mean, I'm standing on a bike, sitting on a bike, but I guess you could say that's a uti- you know a utilitarian. <laughs> you know, it's useful. I mean, you know, I can use this bike, but I mean, it's a nice bike. I have nice cycling shoes, and <laughs> I have an iPhone, and all of these things. And I'm not saying you know I, I don't. I'm not one of those people you know who say that we should avoid the trappings of. Capitalism, but I don't think that's really going to help. You know, I think we actually need to get rid of the system. And again, that's kind of the contradiction, I guess, that I embody. I mean, I am contradicting that way because I think, you know, we should fight for LGBT rights. But this, and, you know, I, I like nice things. But, uh, yeah, at the same time, you know, you want to change the things in total, change the system. Someone just ran past me. He was a jogger. And I'm opposite a pub. And an old man is peering out. And it's kind of getting dark now. And I'm still here. And I'm still talking. Uh, I don't really know what... You know, I, I kind of want... Again, I, I have all these things going on in my personal life. I guess it's... you know, But again, I sort of think... There's all this political stuff going on. And I kind of think... You know, one of the things that I do think... We can draw from feminism. And from, you know, cultural theory of the 70s. Is that uh, you know that that personal stuff is political? You know you can't, and the left, you know, kind of ignores it all. It kind of encourages you to think in this kind of really sort of you know cut up schizophrenic way. You know, we do our political stuff, and our personal lives have no involvement in that. So we keep the personal and the political, and you know, basically what needs to happen is that your your life needs to be subsumed into the political. So the Trotskyist, a Trotskyist friend of mine, he was told by the party he, he was a member of that, you know, a true revolutionary lives for the revolution. They live for the party. You know, they don't have a personal life. They don't have a a separate self because your self is embodied in the struggle for socialism or, you know, whatever the struggle may be. But uh, I kind of don't really agree with that. You know, I sort of think that, um, you know, I kind of think, you know, we can embody the fight... Yeah, I think that the personal is political, basically. Okay, so I'm appending this data. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, so... As I was saying, you know... um, I'm not talking to that guy who just passed away to just look around. Maybe I should keep keep, uh, moving. Anyway, like I was saying... um, You know... I do think that uh, the personal is political. You know, I think, um, you know, the struggle for equality for queers... I, mean, I don't really agree with the, the term queer, although I do use it. Um, I mean, the struggle for LGBT equality is kind of like... It's an important struggle. The left kind of ignored it. Um, yeah. They totally ignored it. Again, and my, my point is just that, that, you know, you're kind of... In sort of leftist politics in the UK, 
you're kind of encouraged to like not really focus on that stuff. I mean, it's not really important. You know, it's not really important at all. Uh, what's important is building the party. Uh, you know, and getting recruits. <coughs> so, you know, things like gay men's sexual health don't really figure on the political. Anyway, it's not a political issue. It's not what well, it is, but it's not really on the agenda in the same way. Uh, and if you care about these things, you're kind of it's kind of considered to be a bit separatist, which maybe it is. I mean, maybe there is a degree of separatism in there. I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, I mean, my opinion is that. Uh, you know, we need to overthrow the system of capitalism and install communism. Ultimately, we need to have a communist system. And I really believe that. You know, uh, we need to. I mean, communism is essentially about the dissolution of social classes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's what I really, uh, I really believe. That's what I really believe. Um, so I'm cycling. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm cycling, and you know I'm cycling, and okay, there's someone with a dog. I hope he doesn't let go of the lead. Maybe the dog will chase me. I mean, I'm on a bike, so I guess I could help around the dog. Under the dog, and I'm okay. So I'm also cycling by this beautiful kind of abandoned-looking buildings, and it's kind of a bit chilly now. I, mean, I don't know if I'm on the, if it's because I'm on the Thames or you know I do love London in that way. I think it's it's so beautiful. Uh, it really is. I mean, it's kind of. It really is so beautiful. I kind of. Um, I love it <laughs> for its beauty. I know, profound. I am profound. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, you know, as I was saying, it's kind of like uh, girdle. That was. Uh, <sighs> oh, there's an office building. I can see a bell office. Okay, so it's told me to delete some space on my hard drive. You know, and I should because it's just full of pictures of my ex-boyfriend. Which I don't really need anymore since he left. Uh, yeah, so I guess I should sign off now, maybe. But uh, this was nice. I'll probably do this again sometime. I hope it hasn't been too boring, although I don't really care. Bye. So I just deleted half of the uh, apps on my phone so I could make some more recordings. Um... Yeah, I'm going to walk down. There's a lovely view from uh, the Thames at the moment. Yeah, so I'm just uh, there. Yeah. 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 No, it's lovely. Lovely view. Yeah, so I... Uh, you know, I'm on this kind of uh, walkway now. There's a beautiful view of the Thames. Um... You know, you should really... I, mean, I don't know if you cycle... I mean, do, do you... Do you cycle? Do you? If you do, then you should... You should totally come down here to the Thames and you'll find me here. This is where I'm going to hang out from now. Well, there's a lovely black cloud that's just kind of... Uh, taken over. It's enveloping. Is that a word? I mean, I don't know. It's taking over South London. It's just kind of... Um, hanging. It's hanging over South London. And it's the last dying bits of the sun are just kind of like fading out of view there's a lovely some lovely it's kind of a lovely sunset and you have this kind of sugar factory on the Thames uh, the Tate and Lyle sugar factory which produces this wonderful and I can't really smell it today but you know it produces this wonderful um, 
kind of a sort of self sort of sulfuric aroma. It's the most beautiful. It's it's oh it's it's really beautiful. It is, the smell is kind of uh, pungent. It's amazing, and again, there's kind of a real sense of desolation here because they've tried to regenerate the area of Woolwich, uh, South London, where I'm from, um, and it's kind of not really worked. I mean, they've built these new apartments, these new swanky apartments, which I can see from the lights that are on are are half empty, unoccupied. Um, they're unoccupied. And, you know, you have this kind of, like, riverside walk here, and it just feels like, <coughs> excuse me, it just feels like a kind of ghost town. I mean, there's no one here. I mean, that's why I love coming here uh, now, because there's literally no one here. I mean, it's kind of, it's like it's been built for all of these people that never arrived. It's like a party that, uh, you know, and, you know, no one sent out the invitations, really. Or they, no one RSVP'd. And the lights are coming on now. Um, but the weird thing is that because it's so desolate, when someone does arrive, they kind of really scare me. But I can talk freely. Um, because there's no one here. And uh, there's a, there is a sign that there's a missing pet ferret. Good reward. I'm not going to give out the number because I think that might be inappropriate. But there's a... So yeah, there are, there are things going on in Woolwich. Don't, don't get me wrong. Ferrets are going missing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and there are cultural sites. And where I'm, okay, so I'm standing... I'm just paint a picture. I'm standing... You know, it's... Uh, it's quarter... It's ten to nine. Ten to... Ten to nine, yeah. I have trouble with 24-hour clocks. It's ten to nine. I'm standing on the rivers of the Thames. Uh, in the south... South part of the Thames. Looking over the uh, other side... Uh, kind of, it feels very lonely. You know, you kind of get that sense of a real kind of isolation, uh, which I love about. You know, it's real open as well, though. You know, you feel exposed and uh, kind of alone. But um, you know, I like that, and I like Hampstead for the same reason. You know, I, uh, maybe I'll cycle up there later on. Although it's a bit far, I guess. But, uh, you know, you get, again, you get that real kind of sense of uh, being isolated. And, you know, you look out over London, you realise your kind of own insignificance, which which I think is, you know, it's kind of good. It's good for your mental well-being to realise that you're not particularly significant. And I'm looking around behind me because I expect someone at any moment to jump up behind me. I'm looking for someone to have arrived. But don't get me wrong, I'm not here to cruise. Uh, anyway, so there's a sign just above me where I'm standing now. And it mentions that the Thamesmead pumping station is two and one quarter mile away. Uh, yeah, so and Erith is only six miles away. So, you know, there, there are all sorts of options, um, all sorts of fun in store. My grandmother, actually, my racist uh, grandmother, who died of cancer, um, she lived in Erith, and, you know, she was she was racist, and my mother spent you know, 50 years, you know, well, her, her whole life, you know, dealing with the kind of the racism and, um, you know, tr- really fighting against it in herself, which I admire her for, you know, she she made it very clear that she would not uh, pass on those opinions which she did not hold, which she did not find to be true. So she made a concerted effort to ensure that her children wouldn't be uh, racist. Thames Barrier is one mile away by cycle. 
cycle, 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 cycle. So maybe I'll just walk along the Thames. I mean, maybe I'll just walk along the uh, the path here. You know, it's, as I say, it's very nice. It's a nice, mild evening. I mean, I'm kind of... I mean, I've eaten, I guess, so, you know, I'm not really that hungry either, so, you know, that's not an issue. Uh, and there's no one here, so I'm kind of finding that sort of solitude quite comforting. In a place in London where every, everything is so busy, you know, no one's ever alone. But yeah, you know, no one's ever alone. But obviously, you're you're always alone. Uh, you may have noticed. I mean, there's not really structure to this. I mean, it's it's literally just just me talking. And um, I mean, what kind of encouraged me? Or, you know, what precipitated this um, uh, this, this kind of call, this nine 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 call? Is you know the, the kind of my a bit of depression I've been experiencing, and I can see. I think I could see a person. Oh, I can see people. I'm turning the other way. Uh, you know, I don't want to get mugged. They're going to attack me. Obviously, other people. And the sun's really beginning to set now. It's beautiful. So yeah, so I've, you know, I've been kind of feeling real cut up, and uh, you know, I thought this would be a good way for me to kind of exercise some of the uh, thoughts that I've been having, and just kind of really get some kind of perspective. Get a little perspective. A little on everything, and uh, you know, girdle. And maybe they'll find this when I'm uh, dead, and uh, they can listen to it, and uh, it will be illuminating. Maybe I can listen to this when I'm older. And there's someone who's sort of bending over a cycle, and I think they're coming towards me, and they're passing some steps. And oh, will they go down the steps? Oh, they've stopped. Okay, they stopped. They stopped at the steps. Oh, and she's gone down the steps. Very brave. Very brave indeed. I don't know if I have anything else to say. I mean, you know, we've talked about authenticity. Very ba- I, mean, I think I expressed that very badly. We talked about authenticity. We talked about globalisation. We talked about, uh, you know, the role of corporations and how they're taking over the world. Well, they've been taking him. Well, I mean, read Lenin on imperialism. I mean, <laughs> monopoly capitalism has been happening. <laughs> it's been happening for a while. You know, all this kind of faddish globalization bullshit is, you know, nothing about it is new. This shit's been happening for, for a long time. It's just that, uh, you know, now it's kind of been relabeled as globalization. Well, you know, it ain't globalization, it's capitalism. Uh, and that's what's going to fucking kill the planet. <laughs> capitalism will be what kills the planet. Uh, you know, you should fight against capitalism. Seriously, I mean, join. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's my point. I mean, I, I agree. We need to fight against capitalism, but I don't know what the solution is. You know, I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. Or, you know, I'm not suggesting I have all the answers. I think that's the problem with the left. Is it suggests that it has all the answers? Well, you know, maybe it doesn't. Maybe the left doesn't have the answers. I know what the problem is, and I know what we need. But I don't know how you want to go about that, I mean, it's not easy, I, I understand. Uh, I guess I'm going to go and do some, some more cycling, I mean, you know, so maybe if I get hit by a car, this will be the last recording that uh, anyone ever hears of me, which if, you know, if so, you know, I just want to make it clear, you know, I love everyone, I love my friends, my family, God, I guess I'm morose, suddenly I'm so morose. Yeah, okay, let's not talk about that. I mean, that's a bit, uh, that's a bit heavy. But, uh, 
yeah, okay, so I'm going to do some more cycling, and um, I may even go to McDonald's, you know, I'm kind of, I'm really hungry, I mean, I've, I've eaten so much today, but I quite fancy McDonald's, so I'm going to go to some McDonald's, okay, right, and I'll speak to you, like, whatever, bye.